Welcome back to Tears and Flowers. You are now inside the mind of a healing Muslima. It's your girl Zakia, and today we are doing a part two, an impromptu part two, <laughs> <laughs> to uh, Musa Maybe. And once again, I am joined with my sis, Kalthar, and we are going to um, expound on uh, the practice that is known as Muta and share a new perspective. Ms. Kalthar called me this morning and uh, yes. <laughs> dropped the bomb on me, okay? She has... She's done some reflecting on our episode mm-hmm. and uh, has some new feelings. And I was like, girl, we got to jump on this. Uh, this needs to be recorded because, you know, they heard our, one part of our, uh, you know, view on how we see it. But this is a whole nother flip side, girl. So I, I think we need to go ahead and uh, let that fly. So why don't you go ahead and start with the uh, post that you made? Okay, so... I'm going to read the post that Facebook, I was just having some thoughts, and then I'm also going to read the post that I saw on Instagram, but I'm going to start with the one I had on Facebook. So the one I had on Facebook, I wrote, I will not commit or submit to a situation I do not feel secure in. I'm strictly talking about relationships. In this previous relationships, the other person would complain that I had a problem submitting. I agree in part. Let's look at society for an example. When the citizens of the society feel oppressed, discriminated, etc., what do they do? They usually rebel against the people in authority. The authoritative figure is yelling, submit, submit. The people won't submit to a system that do not feel se- they do not feel secure in. Submission comes naturally. In my opinion, men are not equal to women. So when you come to me, do not think that you can be the boss in my life, but want equality when it comes to finances. Keep that same energy, brother. There is a reason everything is set the way it is in Islam. Don't ignore the hikmah. Both men and women do not spend enough time cultivating their own gardens, but are ready to reap the harvest and even complain when the harvest wasn't what they expected. Just my thoughts. So I don't know if you want to talk about that or you want me to go ahead and get into the read the, read the read the second one and then we then I'll jump into that first one because that first one I'm like, ooh, okay. Okay. So the post that I read, it said, um, this scene is from the movie The Seventh Day and is a gem. Why? In every exorcism movie, there's a reason why demons cannot be exercised unless you know their name and this is one of the most valuable pieces of information you can get for free to help you work on shadow work on a daily basis exorcist movies show you extreme forms of demonic possession but the value of calling demons by their name will begin to help you differentiate you versus demons using you demons know humans lack of patience with themselves and the spirits of others Emotions like anger, sadness, jealousy, hatred, violence, etc. are used to attack our spiritual immune system daily. It creates separation in human beings between their true spirit and making space for demons. One of the only agendas of demons are to cause failure within within you and the environment. Um, 
It says, this clip is the truth. Demons are tricky, clever, and hide in places not not always so obvious. That's why we witness people we love in many lights because it's not always them, it's the demons. Learning to separate people from the demons is important. The worst thing we can do is say, this is me, that's how they are. Giving power to the attachment does make it become you. You as a vessel or house for possession and darkness. That's why possession is both gradual and sudden. I've seen them both. Educate yourself. If you don't know the name of your demons, they won't leave. Recognize them, exercise them. Okay, now, when you read the second one to me, I was mm-hmm. thinking, all right, we are some ghosts and, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> some, some, you know what I'm saying? Some um, yeah. scary movie type stuff. But when you broke it down and said, uh, you know, you interpret it uh, more as, you know, the different characteristics that we can have. Right. I broke it down as demons not being like a specific entity, but more as like our nafs. So all those lower desires that we have. And what I was saying to you was that I, in the conversation that we were having about winter, I really had to check myself and say, wait a minute, why am I really against doing Muta again? Right, and going forward. Right, was it really that I just didn't like Muta? And, you know, I came to the conclusion that no, it's a part of my lower desires where I'm not giving, like I'm not giving myself value. And I feel like Muta takes away that value Mm. because I'm entering in this Muta with people that I know, whether in hindsight or I'm just ignoring it and in denial, that I know that these people are not for me. Let me tell you something. In that, like, Mm. I can say, on that tip, I can say you are absolutely right on that mm-hmm. even thinking about myself in situations that I've been in cause it's mm-hmm. like thinking back on situations even if I think back on the last situation I was in mm-hmm. like if I'm really being honest with myself mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying if I'm really honest with myself like I knew the second day after meeting him mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. That and usually we this know. ain't it, dog. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like new, but I've already invested. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm like, maybe I should just let this play out. You know what I'm saying? And then when things don't work out, I'm like, see, man, I ain't doing with the moot to no more. And it's like, right. but girl, stop. You knew the second mm. day. Why you try to drag it out? So right. Now you saying that is prompting me to take a second look and to come back and say, okay, now Zakia, now you need to take a second look mm-hmm. and figure out why it is that you really don't want to do the movie now. Because mm. really, if I'm honest with myself, it's more along the lines of what you were saying. So right. go ahead and, and finish uh, with your point, I'm sorry. 
No, um, I was just saying that I find that I'm not really giving myself the value and the worth I deserve. And I put myself in situations with people that I know they're not going to work out. So I realized that I'm not naming my demons. I'm, I'm not saying that, okay, well, I'm, I'm putting it off as, oh, the brother is like this and but I'm not looking at myself and taking accountability and saying, You know okay, what I well. tried to do? And see, you mm-hmm. know the you know my personality. You know me personally, but you know, I'm the type that, you know, wants people to be happy and you know, right. like doing things for people and stuff like that. And so me, mm-hmm. even though I knew literally the second day after meeting him, you know, I I go into okay, well, Maybe he just needs this or, you know what I'm saying? Then I, I can't believe I actually like went into like therapist mode, counselor mode. I'm going into all these different mm. modes. And it's like, girl, no, just walk away. <laughs> right. Walk away. <laughs> and do you find that you do that in a lot of relationships? Thinking back, like depending on you know, their personalities or whatever, you know, their shortcomings are, I feel like I absolutely do do it because I have this, this whole thing about me that is, is a people pleaser to a fault to where even when I know a situation or a person is not good for me, I stay in the situation longer than I should because I feel like I need to help them or like I need to do something for them like I can't leave them like this you know what I'm saying and I end up at the end of the day hurting my own feelings or being this unnecessary martyr and you know at the end of the day that person is just being themselves they are who they are the same way I am who I am and I should have just said, you know what, this person has their own journey, their own path, you know what I'm saying? Like, let them continue on what whatever it is that they need to learn, but since you're not a part of it, you don't need to be. So go on and finish whatever it is that you're meant to do instead of being stuck, you know what I'm saying, in a situation that you know is, is really not good, but... And then sometimes I ain't gonna even lie. I'll be bored. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bored, lonely. Um, <laughs> I don't know how many times I done got to talking to brothers and be like, what are you doing? Like, you don't even like this too. You know what I'm right. saying? And it's like, come on now. You wasting both of y'all. <laughs> But that's where I think the end of my Facebook post about cultivating your own garden. Like, I think that if more people, including myself, sat down with ourselves and said, okay, let me work out what I got going on in this garden. Like, I have been able to, by the grace of God, to build a certain life for myself. Mm -hmm. That's my garden. And then you know I'm looking at this brother and he got a black thumb (laughs) you looking at his garden but his garden is dilapidated 
<laughs> flower right. thirsty, dry. <laughs> and I expect him to come to my plush green garden and do what? Like, I, I gotta. Have and then when flowers start dying, we want to blame them. Right. But it's like, girl, right. you seen what he had going on? You knew. <laughs> right. Right. And sometimes some some people, both men and women, know they see they're they're watching your garden. Mm. They're like, ooh, she got a green garden. Yeah. I'm not gonna cultivate my own garden. I'm gonna just go on heck because she already got whatever she got going on, and I'm gonna jump on that. Yeah. And that's also a problem. Yeah. So I think. You know, this whole Muta situation for me, moving forward, I'm not doing it. Like, I'm going to have discernment and I'm going to cultivate myself so that I can really know that, okay, it's not going to be no, well, maybe, let me just try this right. out. No. It's going to be, this is what it is. And it's not going to be on some, like, oh, I'm looking for this super pious brother who is a millionaire and is just going to spend all this money on me. No, it's it's about being equally yoked. Right. And I'm not going to waste my time on a brother who is not invested in himself mm. or can come to the table with what I got going on. Right. And if that means polygyny, or if that means um, I'm going to be single, <laughs> then that's just going to be what it's going to be. But I'm not going to waste my time in any more mutas. Right. Because if a man is serious about you, uh, you'll yeah. know. Yeah, I think I was moving towards uh, a realization similar to that. Uh, I just didn't reach it quite as quick as, quickly as you did. Cause dang, you hit me with a doozy this morning. I'm opening up my eyes like breakfast steak, and I ain't even brushed my teeth, y'all. She got to talking to me. I was like, oh my god, no, we got to start recording, girl. Shut up, stop where you at right now. So, you know, I think I, I was moving towards that in that direction, but I, I hadn't, I hadn't quite reached it yet. I know I was at the point to where I was just like, look out of all of your situations, and I mean um, relationships that I've had before I was practicing. And I go back to, um, you know, even my first marriage and the relationship I had after that uh, marriage was over. You know, I was with someone for three years, literally three years. And I knew probably after the first month or so, there's no future with this person. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I stayed with them three years. And during those three years, I would say things like, you know, I'm not a a career girlfriend. You know, like, Mm -hmm. this is not why I'm doing this. But knowing that this dude is, first of all, oh my goodness, what would I have done with myself if I had actually married him? I probably would have been in such a mental state. Or I'd probably be right where he's at right now, stuck in the 90s. But... You know, um, and that was no shade because that's not I'm, a nice place to be. 
I don't even know how that came out. <laughs> I'm running with my little thoughts. No. <laughs> so, but I stayed with them for three years was my point. You know what I'm saying? And even, you know, relationships afterwards, it was like the one common denominator in every single situation is that I was involved. Okay, so at some point, I have to say, okay, why am I attracting these type of people, for one? And then, matter of fact, scratch that. It's not why am I attracting these type of people, because let's be real, I'm a woman. Women attract all kinds, because men are men. And you know what I'm saying? When they're chasing, they're not thinking, ooh, I'm chasing her personality. You know what I'm saying? So let's just scratch that. But at the end of the day, these people are being who they are. And me being who I am, I'm in each one of these different situations with a supposedly different person. But the more I look back on it, the more each one of these people, they all have so much in common, even if they don't have everything in common. You know what I'm saying? It's like the underlying thing that I attach myself to. And and I, I seem to attach myself to issues. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have to stop thinking that I can heal these people, these men, and start focusing on healing myself. Because obviously, there's a problem within me that I keep choosing these type of men. Because all kind of men are, they're going to chase me my whole life as long as they think I look like something. So that's not even part of the equation really but at the end of the day who am I choosing because even right Mm -hmm. now it's plenty of people you know what I'm saying that want to try their hand have tried have shot their shot with me all you know what I'm saying different types of stuff and so obviously if I'm single I haven't chosen any of these other people you know what I'm saying so why did I choose right. the ones that I did choose you know what mm. I'm saying so I think you know you want you something right there because maybe I need to stop trying to I think the fact that I'm you know a, a self-proclaimed empath you know what I'm saying I feel like I take on the emotions and the feelings and the energy of other people almost instantly when I'm around them and so when I when I get that from people that hurt that you know what I'm saying when I pain recognizes pain so when I see that in someone else I know I want to be healed you know what I'm saying so I think a part of me is just like you know I want to help them have that too but in the process I've neglected myself because obviously and everybody doesn't deserve that from true you. True that. True that. But I've neglected myself to the point that I've stunted my own healing. That's when it really becomes a problem. When you stunt your own healing yeah. and you become stagnant in this in this space and then you keep making the same mistakes. Cause literally I know the mistakes I'm making. I see the mistakes I'm making. I know that I shouldn't make these same mistakes. But then I'll go into, you know, that healer mode, that, that, uh, you know, helpful mode. And then I forget all about my own. So then I stay stuck in that same spot. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
and while I'm steady trying to help other people sometimes you know my help is received sometimes it's not but at the end of the day I end up feeling the same each and every time so that tells me this is not working for me so uh, uh man yeah if I wasn't awake I surely am now girl <laughs> that just got me thinking in a whole new direction like I don't think I ever I was sipping on this Red Bull and I said never see, that's again that's what it was that damn Red Bull <laughs> see y'all be sleeping on the Red Bull y'all be catching but that Red Bull get that motor going <laughs> yeah yep and I said also you know I need to really work on my knocks and I can't no one deserves to be treated badly but at the same time what am I doing like you were saying that's attracting these same kind of people why do I keep choosing these choosing people because remember it, all kinds is going to come after you crazy ones, yeah. good ones, bad ones mediocre ones all types but who are we and it's you? almost as if I'm scared to choose that that person that you see, a lot of people outside of my <laughs> a lot of people don't know, but me and you used to be co-wives, so we actually mm. chose the same person. Girl, both of us got issues. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Sorry to that mm. man. All right, you act like you don't know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. If I saw that man on the street, I wouldn't know that man. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so. <laughs> but you right, though. Oh, I meant to say, I meant to say that in the 90s, people wore lugs. What you That's happen? not a good place oh to be God, stuck in. <laughs> it's not a good place. That's a nasty thing. Listen, oh, I'm just gonna say I was bored one day, and <laughs> I was on Instagram because you know I don't fool with the book no more. So I was on the ground, and I was bored. So I was like, I just started searching up, you know, folks that I knew back in the day. I was like, what they up to? Mm-hmm. And girl, they they doing the same thing they was doing when I left. <laughs> And I was in my 20s when I left. Okay? I'm in my 40s now. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that's not a good ever to be. But, see, that. I'll be the one to go pick that same person <laughs> and be like, hmm, why this didn't work out? Girl, see, like, see, oh. you know what? Look, see, that's one thing that I do pride myself on is I don't look back. Like, once I walk away... Mm. Oh, it's a done deal. Like, you can come back and offer me the moon and the stars. And, sorry, baby. Sorry to you, man. Because <laughs> it's not going to happen. Once I... Because I'm the type of person that I'm like all or nothing. And so, hmm. I'll have my feelings wrapped up in it. Even after we separate, I might still have my feelings in it for a little while afterwards. But... Sooner or later, we're going to get to a point to where that switch is flipped. And then you literally become 
like any strange man walking past me on the street like literally that's mm. that's what you become to me like you're a faceless dude out there that I don't know sorry to that man I hope his life is good mm. so yeah anyway <laughs> but that's not all bad I think that that all or nothing attitude is good when it's placed in the in the right situation like because I think that's the problem with a lot of marriages today is that you know things you get you hit a rough patch and the person is just like oh I'm done with this complaining about the heart right. but you ain't do nothing to cultivate that crop right. at all and then you want to go get a whole new garden yeah. see that's me I'll definitely gonna... be in it for the long haul like I'm definitely yeah. the type that will be in a long relationship even if it's not, um, I like, I thrive on stability. So, as weird as it sounds, even if that uh, relationship is not the best for me, just it being a constant is like something that I'll hold on to. Just because, it, you know, that, and all of that goes back to traumas that I've had as a child. So, again, yeah. that brings me back to my point of saying why the hell am I trying to heal these other people these grown men and when did it become my responsibility to do that like and I still haven't healed from my own trauma that I need to work through because obviously it's some of these old traumas that's causing me to make some of these decisions (laughs) excuse me and who I choose do you think do you think that that mentality also is unique to black women Mm. you know what I don't know I don't know I know as a black woman the deck is stacked up against us from the moment we take our first breath so Mm. it's I don't know man it's hard because the world is super hard it's almost I feel like it's almost an expectation from us that we are supposed to build up these men, but it's like, who is building us up? And I don't know. Well, you know what? I think that's, you know what? Now that you say that, that is true because I don't see the expectation in any other group of females um, where we're expected to literally raise our men into men mm-hmm. and then we have you know the happy part of our relationship but we're expected mm-hmm. to sacrifice ourselves for what the first 10 plus years you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. because it's going to take at least that long for this dude mm-hmm. to get all his issues out okay because best believe right. it's going to be issues with women issues with addiction whether it's addictions I've seen brothers addicted to porn I've seen all kinds of stuff so you're supposed to raise this man heal him from all his traumas and then reap the benefits of doing things the right way and getting married and doing all that stuff even if you don't be the girlfriend I'm supposed to do this in a mood right and they expect you to do this in a mood. Because yeah. I told you, is in my situation, I was in a mood for 
three years before we got any cat. For three years. Why it take somebody three years to say, okay, I, I, I really, really want you to be in my life now. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Permanently. Like, and never mind, you may build this person up and then they turn around and be like, you're not the person I want right. to be with. So, and then there's that. <laughs> You've seen that, I don't know how many times. Women sacrifice mm-hmm. their youth for these men mm-hmm. and then these men get themselves together and they on to treat the next woman like a queen and then right. we left standing there broken and just feeling used up when really you right about that why the hell are we expected to do that like seriously <laughs> I don't know it's that strong black woman narrative and I think for us it's even more unique because we're Muslim so there's a whole nother set of practices, whether they're, you know, cultural or whatever, that we have to add on top of that black na- black woman narrative. Because right. I think it's so, already hard being an American black mm-hmm. Muslim, because we already mm-hmm. come from a place where we don't know our identity, our history, our ancestries. And so we come into Islam and we literally morph into little Pakistani or Arab women. You know what I'm saying? Like we completely forget any connection to our own selves and our own peoples. It's like, okay, now we're Muslim. So I have to dress like they dress. I have to talk like they talk. I have to like, I don't tell it's nothing more annoying than when you have somebody just saying words, just because they say in words, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they just put in little Islamic sayings in their conversation, you sprinkling yes. it in there, you know what I'm saying? And you looking at them like that was unnecessary, but okay, after the first couple right. times, and then you like, oh, okay, I see you one of those. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you, you you morph into a whole nother identity. And so we just have all these extra things all these extra bags that are thrown onto our backs on top of us dealing with the traumas of being black in America on top Mm -hmm. of whatever childhood traumas we've gone through as children you know what I'm saying if you're like me I know me and you have two total different backgrounds you know you had a mother that was all about Mm -hmm. education and You know what I'm saying? She wanted you to have ambition. And, you know, she wanted you to be a go-getter. Single mother. Single mother. (laughs) And me, I come from, you know, two parents that were addicted to heroin. One goes off and, you know, becomes Muslim. and But that's a whole nother set of issues because he didn't go off and become perfect. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, my mother, she had her drug issues for a couple more years longer than he did, but she eventually got herself clean. And, but again, she's dealing with the traumas of, you know, her marriage to my father, because that wasn't beautiful. That wasn't rainbow. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, dealing with her traumas of growing up in her household with my alcoholic grandmother and just different things. You know what I'm saying? So she was the way she was because of her traumas. And, you know, all of that, um, all of that is resting inside of me. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Because all of that rested inside of her, and then she's the person that raised me. And so, in turn, she passed all of that down to me. So now I'm sitting here with this mess that I've made of my own life and my own decisions. Plus, I'm st- I still haven't dealt with this this pile of rubble that I have that she passed to me. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, how do I even have time? How do I even, how do I have time to even be like concerned about how someone else is emotionally handling their life when I have all of this stuff to unpack myself? So you are absolutely right. I think at the conclusion of this conversation, um, little Miss Zakia is just going to continue on the, you know, healing journey that I've been on. But right now, it's just like, now with that whole um, thing of Muta being, like, removed from my vision, even, mm-hmm. I feel like that, like, frees me in a sense because it's like now I don't have I don't have to feel the pressure of um cause I really and you know I know it's not always the things that I do in these relationships is not always you know for the sake of a lot and not crossing boundaries so I'm not gonna sit here and lie and act like you know it's always for that but at the end of the day you know I I don't want to cross boundaries and me taking that off the table is just like, I don't even have to worry about it no more because that's not even an option no No more. more. And anybody that is serious enough to even deserve to come into my life, somebody that is serious enough to earn being a part of my life, you know what I'm saying? There's no need for that at all. So I don't even have to worry about that'll free me up to focus on myself whereas Mm. you know I'm focusing I'm in this muta and I'm focusing on cultivating this person (laughs) essentially (laughs) to be Mm. you know what I'm saying the man that I need him to be because if I already see that you're not it but I'm still staying why am I trying to change you right you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, why am I still there? So I'm going to stop letting that even be an option. And that's the one thing about me. When I set my mind to something, boy, it will it will literally have to be, you know, I don't want to be, you know, too bold and start saying, like, Jesus would have to come tell me himself. You know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> Or, you know, one of those. But it literally almost is like that because you, I think in that way, that's probably how we both ended up at the same damn situation because I was, I'm a very headstrong, if I have an idea, I'm acting on it. So I'm in this situation where I don't necessarily need to be in it because I didn't use discernment, but I'm in it. And I want to until something now shows that you're in it now that I'm you're committed it. to it now you just right. have to exactly you have to you have to figure out how to make this work for you now and it literally took a tragic event 
for me to leave the situation. So it, it'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> but I just, it, it do. So, it'd be like that. Because we stay in situations that we know early on. If we're honest with ourselves, that's another thing. I pride myself on being honest to myself first and foremost, but to other people too about, you know, where I stand and just who I am. You know what I'm saying? But that puts a whole nother, like, no, I don't have to be, you know what, I can be, I can still be you know, the people pleaser to a certain extent. Cause I'm not gonna lie, that's just part of me. Like I love taking care of people. I love doing stuff for them. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I gotta stop giving so many samples out or mm-hmm. uh so many uh trial periods. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is right. not a this is not an infomercial. It's not Oh, and guess wow. what? Just like that AOL subscription, all they're doing is just changing their email, changing That's their it. name, just to get that free just trial. It. But it'd it be the same, same person, person, essentially. Every time. Because essentially, Every you the same time. person choosing. Exactly. You the same person choosing. So if you're not, but even when you do some growing, if you're not... If it's not something that you're actively working on on a daily basis, like people don't realize that healing and shadow work and all that good stuff, like that is literally a consistent everyday process. It's never over. It's never over because anything can trigger you and bring you right back to years ago and make you feel the same exact way it made you feel when you were in that moment. And so... Healing is a constant um, ebb and flow. You know, you heal, you relapse, you regress. You know what I'm saying? You recognize it, you you get back on the horse and you move forward some more. And so it's a constant moving back and forth. But if if you're not growing and you're not paying attention and cultivating the areas that are like the foundational things, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can tweak little things here and there, but at the end of the day, you're still going to be choosing the same person, just different email. And that's why you need to know your demons by their name. And I'm a big person who's always dressing my demons up to make them more pleasing Uh to me. It is what it is. And I need to have discernment and make sure that the next time I'm making better decisions and like you said it starts with that foundation I gotta get to the root of the right. problem so Ooh, girl on that note I think we gonna end this bad boy <laughs> I'm gonna get up off of here and I think I'm gonna take me a nice little shower and meditate because I really need yes. to think on all the stuff that we talked about this morning because I really have to start checking myself and holding myself more accountable because I'm big on accountability. And so I can't expect to hold other people accountable or for them to hold themselves accountable if I'm not constantly assessing myself and holding myself accountable as well. So on that note, y'all, check us out on your favorite podcast app. And until next time, peace.